Oh, Holy Night. How many of you guys like that song? The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. A weary world rejoices. I think it's crazy what we've gone through, globally speaking, this last year. Because what we're facing here is really what's going on all over the world. And the world is weary in a lot of ways, but there is a thrill of hope, and it's because of Jesus. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born. Greatest night of all time, guys. And that's what we're remembering tonight. That's why we have gathered here. This first verse that's up on the screens here, it's my favorite Christmas carol, O Holy Night. It's a beautiful song, um, even if it's basically impossible for me to actually sing it well. I don't know if any of you guys struggle singing, singing this song, but it's a beautiful song. The lyrics that it carries and the beauty of the melody that matches in this song, I think it's just the coolest Christmas song that we have. Just the depth that's here and why we celebrate Christmas all year long. So it's really the coming of Jesus because him coming changed everything. Do you guys understand that? He is a game changer for you and I. So there is no hope without him. But why is hope needed? It's because we're a sinful people. Do you guys know that? Tonight's message really kind of came together because I've been in preparation of teaching the book of Genesis in the beginning. And I've gone through that entire book this last week. I went through it with my two youngest children in the last couple days. And we just considering the overview of man's history. You guys know that man blew it? We couldn't get it right. Even in the Garden of Eden, that was perfect. Man fell. And God kept working with man, but no matter what man tried to do, we couldn't do it on our own, guys. We couldn't. And that's why we needed a Savior, and that's why God stepped in and did what we couldn't do. So we have a sin problem. And I want to talk tonight a little bit about that, and then we're going to get into our hope as Christians but we're in Romans. If you're there, you can flip over to chapter 5. I just wanted to take a look real quick at one verse. In chapter 5, it's verse 12. It tells us that sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people, and all have sinned. We all have, okay? If you think you haven't sinned, you're a liar. You just sinned, okay? We're all sinners, right? So this is referring all the way back to that story that we read in Genesis of Adam and Eve. They're in the first three chapters. Okay, and You guys know your Bibles well, right? Do you guys know what Adam said this night many, many years ago? Merry Christmas Eve. That's a joke. You guys can laugh. You guys get it? All right, share it with my nephews and niece. They thought it was really funny today. Anyways, <laughs> so Adam, we know he's the first man, right? So he disobeyed God, and by doing so, the whole world ended up being condemned. 
So we understand from Genesis, specifically in chapter 3, that we actually read it was Eve. She sinned first, and then Adam followed. But the Bible always places responsibility upon Adam. He's the one that's referred to throughout Scripture as being the head of his family and really the representation um, of the human race. So when Adam sinned, all humanity sinned with him. And that's a hard concept for us to understand. But if you jump down just a few more verses to verse 19 in Romans 5, it clearly says, through the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners. So this means that every person who's ever been born or ever will be born is going to be born with a sin nature. Well, is that really true? Most children, the first word out of their mouth is what? No. Okay. Where did that sin nature come from? Okay. I've been good to you. I've been changing those diapers. I've been feeding you that mush. Been loving you, squeezing you, kissing your cheeks. And I'm going to ask you to do something and you're going to disobey and say no. Where does that come from? That's our sin nature. That's the way we're born, guys. So uh, we aren't born neutral. Okay. We are born corrupted. And we want, we really don't want to follow God. That's not in our nature because we want to do our own thing. If you jump over to chapter 8 with me, let's take a look at verse 7. It says something very clearly for you and I. It says, The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So it's in our nature to be sinful. So the natural state of all humanity, ever since the first sin of the first man, that's what this hymn that we sang tonight is all about. Long lay the world in sin in erring erring pining. Can we put that verse back up on the screen, please? Okay, Because that's getting to the point of our problem. You see, generation after generation of humanity lived and died under the power of sin, waiting and hoping for salvation. And some of you guys might be like, why are we talking about sin at Christmas Eve service? Isn't tonight a night of celebration? Do you guys understand there is good news because Jesus came? That's good news. But good news isn't good news until there's bad news. Do you guys understand that? The bad news is we're in trouble because we're sinful, (laughs) That's what makes the gospel, the good news, so good for you and I. A lot of the world doesn't even know their need of a Savior until they know their need of, hey, I've sinned. I've sinned against God. I've broken his laws. What can I do? Where's my hope? Where's salvation? What can I do? Well, we can't do anything. That's why we have hope in Christ. At this time, I'm going to have someone by the name of Shalom come up here real quick. You want to come up here, baby girl? She's going to share to us a passage of scripture. There you go. When they 
had seen him, they spread the news concerning about what they had heard about this child, and all who heard this were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her hearts. The shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Awesome. Thank you, Shalom. What I love about that scripture, guys, is the reality of the hope that we have. There is good news. These shepherds, they got stoked on the good news. They had been waiting for the Savior, the Messiah, to come. And they had to share it, right? And Mary, she held it within her heart. When we hear the good news of Jesus Christ, man, this is the most special thing that has ever been given. Man, God loves us. He's come to save us. And she had that in her heart. And these shepherds heard and they had to share it with others. And we do the same. Again, another Christmas Eve. And here we are talking about Jesus, the gospel. That's what it's all about, guys. We get to share. We get to have it in our heart. So God didn't leave humanity to suffer without hope. Aren't you guys glad? Okay. Let's be honest. If we were God, and you saw your creation rebel, just turn their back. I want nothing to do with you, God. We want to sin against you. We want to do our own thing. We don't care what you say. Okay, We think we're right, <laughs> and we don't want you. Would you choose to go and do what they couldn't do by the means of being a sacrifice? dying in their place would you choose to love them in that way i don't know if i would i'd be like forget you <laughs> this is the way you're gonna be i give up i'm over i got other things i can do <laughs> but he loves us he's a loving creator he's a loving dad he doesn't want to see any of his creation go to hell he didn't want to see us suffer he came and gave hope he gave his law to us to show the seriousness of sin, which would point us to a promised hope. Some people don't like what God has to say. Okay? I don't like these laws. I don't like these rules. Okay? If you're loving God, why would you put this stuff upon us? Can you guys show me any law, any rule that God's laid out that isn't for the good of humanity? It's there because he loves us. It's there to protect us. He's a good dad. And he's also laid it down to show us how serious sin is. So, those who trusted in God and sought to obey his law were given grace and their sins were counted, uh, weren't accounted against them. So, this wasn't the final solution. Those sins remained piled up. Okay? I want you guys to think about your sins. Just from the last week, for <laughs> if we consider all the sin we've done in our lifetime, we can't even, like, how can you even number that? Okay, even us who love the Lord and believe, we are still sinful. Where does that come from? Why are we still doing that? You see, guys, there's so much sin that remains needing to be dealt with, and that's what God, uh, God cannot ignore it, okay? We want a just God, don't we? If you're going to be God, we want you to be fair. 
We want you to be just. If you're not, I really don't want nothing to do with you. Although a lot of people aren't done that he is just. But we really do want a just God. So God couldn't ignore this because sin must be punished. So who would rescue humanity from the power of sin? Well, I'm so glad you guys asked. The rescue, God himself. That's who was going to rescue us. Long lay the world in sin in error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Aren't those cool words? That's what it's talking about here, guys. It's the rescue. When Jesus was born, everything was new. The weary world, <laughs> laden down by sin, rejoiced with thrill of hope. Why? Because Jesus was not just another human child born under the condemnation of sin. Jesus was different. He was God's own son. And because Jesus was not just another human child born under the condemnation of sin, the rescue could happen. Salvation could take place. There was a hope, not wishful thinking anymore. There was a real, for sure, hope for mankind. See, Jesus wasn't a normal baby following in the footsteps of his ancestor, Adam. No, Jesus was the Son of God, born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, eternal God become flesh, dwelt among us. That's pretty cool. Okay? God with us. I was on Facebook today and I had the Mormons telling me that Jesus wasn't God. A lot of people don't believe Jesus is God. And you know what I encourage people, whether a Mormon or anybody? Read the Bible. Who cares what this guy has to say? What does God say? And if Jesus says he's God and he proved it, if it was prophesied, man, we have a hope that is sure and a rescue that will see us through because he's our rescuer. And as a result, guys, Jesus was able to be a new Adam, a new representative for the human race. Are you guys kind of getting this big picture? I'm trying to paint a big picture for us tonight because this is where it gets beautiful and wonderful. You see, he was born sinless and he succeeded where Adam failed he obeyed his father perfectly and what's more he took the penalty for our sins by dying on the cross see jesus was our sacrifice okay everything that sin required jesus took upon himself he was the perfect sinless sacrifice the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world so on the cross, Jesus paid for all those piled up sins that we've committed in the past or we're going to commit in the future. And for those who follow God by faith, we're saved. Right? Romans 3, 25. Actually, we can turn there real quick. It's a great passage of scripture. Let's not miss it. Romans 3. I'm so excited to get into Romans with you guys. You can pray for me. I'm still disputing which one we're going to do. Are we going to start with Genesis in a couple Sundays or Romans? They're both so good. 
All right, chapter 3 in Romans, jump down to verse 25. Actually, let's look at 23 because the context here is beautiful. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we're all guilty. You guys get that? I'm not making this up. It's in the Bible. Verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And then verse 25 is what I want us to catch. Who God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. The price was paid on the cross, guys. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. Jump over to chapter 5. This ties in down to verse 18. Uh, We'll look at 18 and 19. This ties in perfectly. Therefore, as through one's man's offense, that's speaking of Adam, Judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even through one man's righteousness. Now, this is speaking of Jesus. Okay, one man's righteous act, the free gift, came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Isn't that cool? I love that. So all humanity is born under Adam's race. We are born corrupt, sinful, hostile towards God by nature. But now we can be born again into a new race of humanity with Jesus as our representative rather than Adam. That's why Jesus said no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Well, how do I get born again? How do I become a part of this new race? You put your faith in Christ Jesus. Because he's the one who's done that for us. And when we put our faith in him, his righteousness is imputed to us. And that's what Romans is going to lay out for us so beautifully when we get into it. But he gives us a new nature. When you're born again, you're born again of the Holy Spirit. What a gift. What a gift. And it allows us to begin the journey of growing to be more like Jesus and less like Adam. So let's now wait until, well, let's let's not wait until Christmas to live this reality, guys. You guys understand the reality of Christmas? We get to live every single day of our lives. That's the cool part. And let us not turn, or let us turn from our sin in our error day by day, okay? And turn to Jesus, to walk with him, to be like him, okay? You've been born again of the Spirit. The Spirit's going to work in us. It's going to be sanctifying us, changing us to be more like him. And it's going to be through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it unless we're born again of the Spirit. So that's what I love about the Bible, guys, right? Um, One last passage. Let's go to Romans 8 together. little cool side note as you guys start to study ahead and read ahead in Romans. The Spirit's not mentioned in the first seven chapters. And then 32 times in chapter 8, here is life in the Spirit. It's beautiful. 
And I just want to read the first few verses with you guys from chapter 8 here. This is the received life that we get when we put our faith in Christ. It says, therefore, or there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that cool? Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. And catch verse 4, guys, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Is that not the coolest? This is what Jesus has done. He is the gift to this world. God so loved this world, he gave his only begotten son. The prophet Isaiah, unto us a son is given. A savior, guys. He is our hope. He is our rescuer. That's why we put our faith in him. Christmas can be so many things. It means so many things to so many different people for different reasons. But guys, it's all about Jesus. I hope you get that. It's all about him. So I would love, is the whole worship team still here? Can we sing this song one more time together before we leave? I would love to be able to do that. Why don't we stand? I will pray as these guys come up. Well, Father, we can totally... um, just resonate with this, this truth that we find in your word, God, that sin has entered this world. Everywhere we look, everywhere we turn, uh, evil is around us. But we are so thankful that light has come, that you, God, came into this world to do what we couldn't. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We are so grateful for the sacrifice, the giving of really all of yourself, God, to do what we couldn't do. Thank you so much for loving us that way. Thank you for the reality of Christmas. God, thank you, Lord, that we can look to you, God, and we have a hope that is sure. And we thank you that you haven't given up on us, like many of us would probably have done, but you're still on that rescue mission. And for us who have come to faith in you, who have been born again of the Spirit, God, you are leading us to be a part of that mission with you, to be a part of the family business. Thank you so much, God. Help us to be salt and light this Christmas season, Father, but not just this time of year, every day. God, we want to walk closer with you. We want to cling to you. We want to share you with others, Father, as those shepherds did 2,000 years ago when they heard that good news, Father. They had to go and share it. May we be the same. We ask in your name. Amen. One last scripture I love from our brother Paul writing to young Timothy. He says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, to God alone who is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
Well, Merry Christmas to you guys. May God bless you guys really good with family and friends.